Hey there, boys and ghouls. Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. Nick and George here with a very witchy episode. Yes. This is, this is, I'm so excited for this episode. We have for you today our favorite spells in film. On top of that, we are going to look in, we're going to, we're going to conjure up some ghostly spirits ourselves and look into our crystal ball mm-hmm. and predict the future of horror. Again, this is Again, becoming a tradition. We've done it. We did it with the witches. I think of it less as predicting it and more of like vocalizing it and making it happen because it's working. For That's us. what. Yeah, like I was watching. What was it? The <laughs> David Letterman interview. She was like, "Our thoughts become reality." Right. And so we because we, we had done an episode in the past where we're like let's predict the future of horror, and we were like, you know what we need? This was what two years ago, whatever. We're like, we need more witches in horror, and then they just. Arrived. I think it was before the witch. And so then, like, we got the witch, yep. and then we got, um, oh, well, now all the, Sabrina, we got. Yeah, we got tons of stuff. I mean, it just kept coming, and even, like, the quiet indie horror ones, because some of them are on my list, but we got a ton of stuff. And then while we, like, I had been like, you know what I really love that I don't see nearly enough of is uh, military horror. Because I love the blend of like Dead Snow or The Keep or that kind of, you mm-hmm. know. And then Overlord was announced like, you know. Nailed it. Right. So I'm like, let's do it again. And then we'll have some uh, predictions hopefully come true. We're kind of good at this, you guys. So like <laughs> strap in. Watching nothing. This true. is good. No, no, no. It's all going to happen. Gonna yeah. happen. And statistically, there's, like I looked it up. <laughs> like so good. many horror films <laughs> come out each year like that go unnoticed. Statistically, we could pull. <laughs> oh, we, we, can, we can bullshit the list. <laughs> <laughs> a few years from now when they're like yeah. you guys called it wrong i'll be like actually Halloween just went political all right we so got, we went somewhere else <laughs> okay so i'm an optimist yes i'm always i i've i've i'm always that is true positive yes most of the time i like i said i'm mostly positive i got that 10 percent hum of pissed off yeah you're mostly positive mostly the, positive. the parts of the are positive are usually hiding <laughs> but go ahead yeah and so I'm, I'm very very positive so i'm actually going to start with um with a Harry Potter spell. Okay. And it's not the death spell. Adder, Adder, Cadaver, or whatever. I, okay. And that's the reason why I didn't pick it. I don't know how to pronounce it. And even <laughs> if enough. it was spelled out in front of me, I would say it wrong. Right. So I didn't go with the death spell. Okay. Because uh, I, th- I think that's like the ultimate, like, you're dead, motherfucker. So you, l- like, just so, the, we had talked about this before. Oh, yeah, we got the ground. Yeah, well, no, 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 that's fine. We, we can jump right in. But uh, we had talked about this before. I have this weird thing happening to me where I have seen all of the Harry Potter movies and can't remember any of them but Deathly Hallows. And I also haven't read the books. So like like I'm like new to the franchise. You were like, of course I didn't. Uh, of course the natural would be the death spell. I'd be like, of course. Uh, uh, <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? So I barely remember. I'm excited to hear. What's okay, going to be so let's actually go back to the groundwork real quick. So okay, and then then I'll dive into my actual Harry Potter's. But that's like a cliffhanger. That's that's right. You got to sit and wait. So we were deciding mm-hmm. before we got before we we were making our picks. Like what. Yeah, what, what's the, what? Yeah, what fits the criteria of what's a spell or not a spell, and, and like what's magic? Is magic a spell? Like, right. And my my the thing that the thing that puzzled me. So I picked five. I think you picked four. Right. I, we were we were four, trying yeah. to each pick three, but I couldn't eliminate. I, I fell in love with all my choices. So, mm-hmm. um, but I uh, was like cabin in the woods. I love the idea of the ritual they're running. I mean, I don't love what they have to do. <laughs> for the ritual, but I love the idea of a ritual that's running behind the scenes 
that's kind of keeping everything going and that the people have gotten so used to doing it that it's almost like bureaucracy. It's like the DMV of, mm-hmm. of horror, right? So they're just in there doing their spell, but like making bets and doing things. And I was like, is that a spell or is that a ritual? Is there a difference? So then I asked you and you're like, oh, spells can be in rituals, which made so much sense to me. I was like, that's totally it. But I didn't put it on my list because I wasn't quite sold on it being a spell. Yeah, one that I wouldn't, I think a spell. Do you have one that you rejected that you remember? One that I wanted to be on there, but it's not a spell, is like the voodoo shaman guy at the end of Beetlejuice when he shrinks mm-hmm. his head. Because mm-hmm. it's some voodoo shit, but he doesn't vocalize anything. He's not doing anything. He's not reciting something or doing... He just takes his little voodoo dust and That's just wrinkles fair. it over him. That's fair. If he had said something and That's did like a fair. hand gesture, I would have counted it. just didn't feel like there was enough there wasn't spell a, cast. That was just some. That was just something he had in his back pocket. He could just throw in some <laughs> shit. And, right. and, sh- and shrink that. It's it's like bewitched when when they twi- twitches her nose or winks her eyes or I dream a genie or whatever those. Yeah, are. for me, for That's my not my criteria was is there had to be some sort of like spellcasting flourish. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm I'm with that. I can buy that. And then like there was also things we talked about like difference between like like is magic a spell right and like if they say some shit and do the hand gestures i would like 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 i think right. a dungeon is a dragon like a fireball like i'm assuming that would be like a spell that's definitely sort. a spell uh that's so like i would count it i yeah. I, I i yesterday i i didn't but then the more i thought about it, like, it kind of does our list our rules that's fine that's totally fine matter of fact you're the editor of our podcast so if we say something and we decide to count you can just magically make it disappear that's right <laughs> You're a man. I can you're add Dabber of- or whatever the Harry Potter one I can't say is the, the, the clip. That's funny. Remember that spell in, uh, what was it, Bugs Buddy when the, it was like the orange monster wearing the shoes and he was singing like Abracadabra and Hocus Pocus? Oh, my. Never I do. I think I remember something like it's that. It's crazy. I, the other thing, I was, I was trying to put the uh, sword in the stone. There was a witch right. towards the end. And she doesn't really say anything. She just kind of, she just goes, I can get bigger. And then like, booms, <laughs> like booms up. She doesn't really say anything. Now here's the, the only other ground rule, not even rule, but kind of like guidepost I wanted to lay down here for mine, for my trade. We didn't talk about this part in advance was as always, or at least as usual with our latest Halloween weekly episodes is I just didn't want to do the most obvious ones. So I stayed away from if we've covered it before in our podcasts, in any kind of extensive detail, I skipped it. So, like, Night of the Demons, one of my favorite movies, and it definitely would have been on here, but I was like, I've already talked about this for 20 minutes on a different episode, so never mind. So I put aside... So you're not going to be seeing some of, like, the ones that would immediately jump into your head because I picked some more fringe choices. But Given the type of podcast we are, my choices are super obvious, but also, if you're a Hollow Weekly listener... Well, actually, if you know me, it might be obvious... I think it's obvious when I say it, if that makes right. sense. So, yeah, I'm sure. But if I say, give me your favorite spell, this would not be the first thing you say. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's do but it. Harry Potter stuff. Yes. This one, you, you probably would. <laughs> pretty it's pretty okay. I actually went with, because this is the thing, I, I've seen all the films, and I started going through the audiobooks like two summers ago, and I was really liking them. And I think I only got to like three of them, and I was like, well, I've seen the movies, so right, <laughs> I, yeah, right. I, I can probably pass, um, is the Expecto Patronum. And that that's the thing we took the, the quiz for to find out what your patron oh, Patronus. Your Patronus, okay. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And so being the optimist, I wanted to start out with sort of a nice spell. That's fair. Here. And this is from this is from uh, Miranda Goshhawk, the author of the standard book of spells, obviously. Of course. Obviously. Of course. I say that like I'm a big Harry Potter yeah. fan. I but this is what I liked about it. I dated Miranda Goshhawk back in the eighties. She she was crazy. <laughs> Always casting spells, love spells. 
All right, so this is why I liked it, though. Well, one, because it's the, I, I, being the optimist, I wanted to have something that was kind of powerful because everything else is kind of wicked, right? And so right. I, I didn't want it to right. be all... Like, I wanted to start off great and then get, get weird. Then get horror, right? Get weird. But I like what this uh, fake author and this fake the universe... description of The description of it. This is the ancient mysterious charm conjures a magical guardian, a protection of your most positive feelings. That's cool. I think that's fun. I, I love shit. Like, that's the reason why I love, like, the end of the Babadook where she stands up to it and screams. Like, yeah. I love, I love, and that's my biggest script with, like, um, uh, Paranormal Activity. Like, there's not anyone who is on the opposite side who can fight back. Right. And so that's what I, I love. I love when you have, like, that ability to, like, fight the super dark shit. When there's a balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I like the Diablo 2 as the game. Like, you have, like, You, you, you wouldn't go to see a Star Wars movie with only Vader and no Luke or... or. Ray or <laughs> I would I need a little battle. I need some I need, <laughs> right, I need right, some right. I need some balance in there. Right. Um and what was what was great about it is uh the Patronus charm is difficult. Uh, many witches are unable to produce it fully. Um uh, and then it says it take oh it takes the form of the animal who you most share the deepest affinity with. And that's the other So thing. what's your Patronus? Well so when we took the test, yeah, you what's funny? Dude, you know what's funny? You yeah. actually got the Gosh Hawk, remember? I did. The name right. of the, the name I of the forgot, woman who wrote I, this book. Now that you say that, <laughs> you got the Gosh Hawk, <laughs> and, and we up. all got quiet and yelled away. Oh, Gosh Hawk! I <laughs> started laughing. I got a Snow Owl. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's actually super weird, given one of my movie choices. Okay. Oh man, now I gotta. <laughs> Okay, no, no, I'll save it for <laughs> now. Now I'm you won't be know because you haven't seen it. I know you haven't seen it, but I'll conjure but, up a spell to get it out of you. I'll describe um, it. But anyways, I just like the idea that it's a difficult. It's sort of like the last. It's it's difficult the Hail to do, Mary. but high reward. Yeah. So it's it's high effort, high reward. Yeah, or that that I, I like to think of like the spells of that because some of them are super easy to do theoretically, right? And some of them are yeah, like one of them, like the craft spell, like in the craft, she like, does her blonde hair. That one, yeah, she just like, like right knocks it out. Right, this one seems like it takes some effort. So what? Let's actually we can do this throughout the episode. So uh, Olympic sign style, right? It's the oh, level yeah, yeah, of yeah. difficulty one through ten. What's the level of this difficulty? Is this whoa, this, this is, a, is 10. a ten. You started with the ten right off the bat. Right. I'm gonna go with the ten. Fair enough. My first choice for spell is something that I, I don't believe you've seen, and I it, it's a crime that needs to be rectified like immediately. The more I thought about it today, the more I was like, it's unacceptable that you haven't seen what I'm gonna what I'm bringing up here. I've I've told you about it so many times. Like it, everyone, it, everyone in the live streams, so, so, yes. Like Jake and all them. I think it was Jake. Yeah, they're all like, you guys, pie wagon. Yeah, <laughs> well, that pie wagon's not my choice. That's not it. No, but it's good. Pie wagon's coming up. But here, check this out. This is my first choice. My first choice is go to the head of the class. Amazing stories. All right, so let me give you the background. Is that the title? The background of this is there was a Steven Spielberg produced show. That was his version of Twilight Zone. I forget when it was. I feel like it's an 80s, early 90s thing. Um, it only lasted a couple seasons. And the reason it only lasted a couple seasons was it got too um, wholesome. It was too, like, hokey, too, you know, like, oh. like whatever. But the, um, the, the incredible thing about this show is when it got it right, it got it really right because every hour show felt like a feature movie. Because it was Spielberg at the height of his first crest of fame so he could do anything he wanted he could wow. get anyone he wanted to, to work on it right so uh, it was a big disappointment at first like the show was just not no bite to it just that it was like it was like the worst 
Think of the the kick the can episode in the Twilight Zone, the movie, I think it is. And it was all that, right? It was all just Mm. like people trying to go back in time and get younger and Spielbergian hope and all that crap, right? So so then all of a sudden, I'm watching Amazing Stories. I almost gave up on it. And then um, they dropped this episode. So go to the head of class is a a Robert Zemeckis and his, uh, I forget his screenwriting partner, but longtime screenwriting partner, worked with him on Back to the Future. They created this episode starring Christopher Lloyd. Oh. Right, and and Leah Thompson, who was a a big Brat Pack star in like the 80s, like the Ali Sheedy Breakfast Club era, right? So so this is, to my mind, this show, this episode, is the greatest Tales from the Crypt episode ever made that wasn't on Tales from the Crypt. That makes sense because Zemeckis did some good Tales from the Crypt. Exactly, ex- exactly right, exactly right. So the plot of this is, I'm not going to bore you with it because I don't want to go through it because we had a lot to get to I here. love Christopher Lloyd too. But yeah. But Adam's family. Like, the the oh. idea of this show is, I can't believe you haven't seen this episode. It's killing me. The idea of this this episode was, that there's this really abusive teacher obsessed with Shakespeare. So I was already into it because I love Shakespeare. And he was, he was, he was, you know, he, the class hated him. And this, this boyfriend, girlfriend who are in the class, high school, they get this idea to cast the spell on him to get him back. Right. So the girl has this book of spells and she's like, I did it to my mom. I gave her hiccups for three days. They had to take her to the hospital. It was hilarious. So like, let's do it to him. Imagine him trying to yell at us in class and teach Shakespeare while he's doing whatever. So they cast the spell. They're going to cast the spell. But to do the spell. So first of all, this was made 80s, 90s. So like, of course, they have to play a record backwards and get the spell from like a heavy metal band called Blood Sausage. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So when you play their record back, it gives you the spell. Then the spell requires the fingertip of a dead relative related by blood. So they got to go to a cemetery and clip off the finger of one of this guy's relatives so they can cast a spell on him. Um, and they do this. They, they, it, there's just this incredibly atmospheric cemetery scene. Just, uh, I mean, it is just so tales from the crypt, but here's the best I part. They, they screw up the spell. They, they, instead of giving him hiccups, they just straight up kill him, right? Wow. Then they find an antidote spell. So they do the antidote spell, and they need a picture of him to do it with. And when they get the picture, they accidentally cut the picture right around his neck. So they throw it in, they resurrect him, and he's laying in the bed. And they're like, oh, my God, please don't be dead. We don't want to be murderers. We don't go to brothers. We didn't want to kill our teacher. And all of a sudden, the eyes open. And he goes, what are you two doing here? And he sits up. I mean, almost all of them sits up because his head's still on the pillow, but his body stands up. And then the rest of the episode is this headless horseman, high school student chase down atmospheric leafy streets, Halloween atmosphere, crazy music, Zemeckis camera angle madness. I'm about to start watching it right now. It is so good. I'm about to start watching it. So it's got two spells, right? And and I want... there's a variety of spells that happen in, 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 in fiction, right? So one of the spells, one of the things that happens with spells commonly is they go wrong, right? And in the, I wanted to pick one at one where there was a spell that went wrong and then there was a spell to fix it, right? So you get two for one in, in my choice. But this, this, so it's not a perfect moment of TV, but it's one of my favorites. This, this is such a fun freaking episode such a great hour of tv such a precursor to like the height of hbo's tales from the crypt greatness 
It's highly recommended. The spell is amazing. The way the spell goes awry is amazing. And then the end of the episode, the twist at the end is so good. So that's my first choice. I... Yeah, I am ashamed I haven't seen that. I'm shaming myself. <laughs> You're not right shaming. It's old. I'm nah, just. I just. Shame. I should have. I should have been like, you got to watch. I should have sent you a link and been like, you got to watch this. All right. So that's what you got. What you got next on deck, dude? I actually found out what my honorable mention. How my honorable mention <laughs> is going to tie into my prediction. Oh, I it's love gonna be a, going to be. It's going to be a mention prediction. Oh, sweet prediction mention. All right. Okay. Next on my list is. I got to go with the craft. You got to have something from the craft. Yes, of course. Did you have something from the craft on your list? I don't because remember I was trying to get more obscure. I knew you were going to, okay. I knew you were going to do that. What's just funny is my next two are obscure in the sense that you wouldn't expect them. And then it'll make total sense okay. as to why. Fair. Uh, I went with the balding spell in particular. They all, they're all sitting oh, around. Such a they, I mean, they all, they all had something like they wish for beauty outside and in. And sure. then the one girl wants the power of the all god. Listen or to how like bored that. you sound. No wonder you picked the spell you did. Because those are, you, you're like. Dude, <laughs> listen. Okay. So yes. she, the, the one, the one, uh, the, the bully. Yes. Ends up, first of all, I love that the bully with like the big like hair. Just yes. like the nice set of hair. Yeah. Well, I still, I still think like I can still see like the patches. Totally. <laughs> when she turns around, and it's it amazing when you when they line up. Like some spells are are comprehensive. Like you do a Patrona spell, and you don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know who's going to show up. You don't know what your guardian animal is, and then you don't even know what it's going to do when it gets there to protect you. Like you're not sure. But these revenge spells are one to one. It's like a thinner, the Stephen King thing, right? I was, or it's like Drag Me to Hell. Like they're one to one. You know, like, like are are there those on your list? No, neither am I. And I thought about. I was like, dude, like, <laughs> like those are obvious choices to have because they're great choices. Totally. But I could, like, I had Drag Me to Hell, and then I asked Alex if the one thing that is on my list is a spell, and she mm-hmm. went, yeah. And I was like, okay, you gotta go. Okay, fair. I gotta make I'm glad it's not on there because I. But here's the requirements for this. Yeah. So, so for you, those you know, listening. Uh, I was looking at the stats predominantly on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there was a couple hundred of you, so if you're on iTunes, mm-hmm. give us one of the reviews. Do yes. that. Conjure up a five-star review. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, uh, it would mean the world to us. Um, here's what you need. Yes. Wine, okay? Uh, drop of you and the other members of your coven's blood. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> so just a, just a prick, though. Just a prick. Okay, okay. You know, they do a little thing, they drop yeah, it in there. Uh, so and you, you just got... need like a Theranos-sized <laughs> amount of blood. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then here's the spell. Uh, it says, I drink of my sisters, and I ask for the ability to not hate those who hate me, especially racist pieces of bleach blonde <laughs> shit like Laura Lizzie. Take a sip. Bless me. Bless me. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I love spells that are in deep Latin like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Fuck you, Lizzie. That's my spell. One of my one of my spells. I'll save it. I'll save it because you mentioned it being in Latin and like some of the spells have like some meaning behind it. Like when they came yeah, up with yeah. them, like and I thought that totally. was interesting. Some of them don't, and I think it's hilarious. And you'll see, you'll see why. <laughs> but I wanted to get one craft in there. Yeah, I mean, it deserves it deserves a place. I, I I wasn't gonna get it there, and I'm glad you did because I, it was it was. I was toying with either, um, especially since it's being remade by Blumhouse. I almost. <clears throat> Almost took it off for the one that I just realized and I was kicking myself for not having on my list, but mm. I'm going to do it as my honorable mention That's prediction. Perfect. And perfect. so, I, so I was like, okay, craft, you secured a spot. In craft there. deserves to be there. Okay. So this is this is <coughs> going to be 
the least surprising spell I choose, but I picked this because I wanted there to be one spell. I wanted, I, I didn't want my whole list to be old. Like I, I was considering putting Haxan on there because I love that movie. But that was the scariest mm-hmm. when I was doing my research. Mm-hmm. There was like images. Mm-hmm. That was the scariest one. Yeah, of them. they're to- it's, it's the totally 20s. it's totally creepy. But the Haxan's whole thesis correctly was the guy who's researching who researched it and put it together. His whole thesis correctly was. And he was cutting edge because it was 20s. Now, of course, we know this, but back then I wasn't so sure that it was a case of hysteria and and not actual magic powers. And he was demonstrating that sort of in the way he was portraying it in the thing. And I, that that sort of like skeptical, keeping a foot in the skeptical realm, like didn't match with what I wanted on my list. Yeah, right? yeah, I wanted yeah. like full on spell. So, all right. I know this isn't going to work for the recording, but for you in the room, you ready? It's going to be the least surprising. I just saved it because I wanted you to hear the beginning of it. It's going to be the least surprising choice of my choices. Hold towards the tip of the mic. <laughs> I, want to, I, want to, I want to hear it crystal. Water. And this is the well. Wow, you're right. Drink full and this Right? So the reason I picked this as my favorite. So first of all, there's a lot of secret spells hiding in David Lynch's works, right? Like there's a spell. Basically, I almost put the blue box in Mulholland Drive, because basically the entire movie turns around that. Um, But it's pushing the boundary to call that a spell. This is absolutely a spell. This is a malignant force that invades a town that does not want to be invaded, seizes their radio station, and then just starts chanting this inexplicably evil-sounding a set of phrases and by doing that he summons the most disgusting frog lizard demon i've ever seen in my life who crawls into the mouth of a sleeping innocent girl like it's all evil it's all bad it's all like whatever and just what he does so he's casting the spell verbally but so i'm sorry and i haven't even give where this is from it's from twin peaks the return right so i think this is episode eight the got a light episode right so so but what also he's doing and you don't know when you're just hearing it from my phone on this podcast if you haven't seen it is while he's doing the spell on the town to raise this frog demon he's also casting some kind of paralysis spell on this guy that he's slowly killing by crushing his head and emptying it out in the radio station while he's talking and then, and this is my favorite part, because this is the only time in the history of spells this has ever happened, there's literally a mic drop. <laughs> so he does the spell, and then just, like, Mike goes down, kills the guy, walks out of the radio station into the night. It's the creepiest, spookiest, like, whatever thing. But the thing, one of the, the reason this spell is on my list is because if I'm driving at 2 in the morning... If I'm pulling like a long journey thing, like whatever, and I turn on my radio and this came through the radio, of all the things I could have picked, this is the one that has the best chance of giving me a shock heart attack. (laughs) Yeah. Because it is terrifying. His intonation, what he's doing while he's doing the spell, and what the result of the spell is, right? And I wanted one modern spell that didn't have any kind of like architecture around it. Like there was no book it came from, no tradition behind it no like whatever it's just like true david lynch spell he probably had a meditation dream (laughs) where it came to him and he just like whatever and who knows maybe that's where real spells come from so i find it terrifying that's my that's my number four okay my next one this had to be 
This, my, this next film actually has two spells. So I put I put both of them on. Mm-hmm. I think they're both equally as cool and pivotal to the plot. Fair. So I'm going with Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad you did. And do you know which spell? No, I don't. Well, I went with two of them. And the first one is actually early in the film. It's the cat spell. And it's what takes... You know the the, the our, our dude back in Salem. They turn him into a cat. Mm-hmm. Basically, he, his punishment is to live. Like he's just an immortal cat. Right. And then he follows us with our main characters and gets rid of the witches at the end. Totally. But the spell well, from now on, I'm going to think of him as our dude. I like that appellation for him. As uh, our dude. Our dude is. <laughs> it's like when we watch it, like it's like if someone <laughs> like put it on, be like, oh, oh, there's our dude. There's our dude. There's our dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say shit in between each, and I'm guessing some other kind of made up language, and I'll explain why I'm guessing this shit's made up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's twist the bones and bend the back, trim him of his baby fat, <laughs> That's awesome. give him fur black as black, just like that, and they they say it all cool at the end, just like that, and then he turns into a cat. Okay. Um, the the main spell on this one is when Bette Midler sings, "I'll put a spell on you." Because she's singing, and this is what, what I like it one. She's singing, "I'll put a spell on you," and that's great. But she's putting a spell. On you, totally. Like you dumbasses. Like, <laughs> you, like they're just they get to like having a great time, not knowing. And that is a great moment, actually. That is a great. That whole scene is great. Is a, I agree with. You in totally. fact, like, you know, a lot of people, I think, when they think of the, I put a spell on you, I think they think of that version over the screaming Jay Hawkins. Okay, one sure. just because it's a little more pleasant to the ears. <laughs> Especially yeah. at the end when he's that's my favorite part of the Screamy Jay Hoggins one. He totally. snores, he's like <laughs> like at the end totally. going, going nuts. Um one is just a great scene. It's like cause I, I don't think there's any other well, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> I don't want to spoil, I'm just gonna shut my mouth uh, right there. Um Silent Spell. Well also hmm. the fuck the 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 uh making people dance to their death is is Awesome. That's a great, and it's funny because that has that actually has a really long tradition. It's um, it's tied to the one of the creepiest historical things I've ever read, which is the flagellants. So to 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 flagellate yourself, it sounds really dirty. <laughs> hey, oh, is is to is to whip yourself. So it's anything that has to do with whipping, right? And what the flagellants used to do is they would go from town to town in the Middle Ages during the plague and they would just whip themselves with, um, I think it was horsehair, on their back. And they would cry to God and say, this pain is, we're paying this pain in placement of absolute destruction. Take the plague away and we'll, we know you, you're mad at us. We'll inflict pain on ourselves, but the plague is too much, right? So it's just creepy that they were doing it that way. But there's a thing called, I think it's called Totentans. It's a German thing. It came out at the same time during that whole hysterical plague era where people just went out into the town square and danced themselves to death. Literally danced themselves to death. And it's real. Like, it really happened. Like, in history, it was, like, during that hysterical That which is crazy. I remember looking that up, and it was, like, I guess, like, you're just really uncomfortable. So like, I bet. so like, you're not like ho down, but you're just like you, you know, you are giving out a little. Wasn't there some weird uh, movie where they dance? Some, I've, I've never seen it. I've only heard about it. Uh, they shoot horses, don't they? Google, Google that. It's something about dying, dancing, and die. I don't know. But anyway, proceed. I was like, <laughs> I was, you were like, there's a movie where they did. I was like, yes, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, is the my movie, with my our, movie with our dude, with our dude, Hocus Pocus. No, yes. it, what's funny is, is at that same time. Like when I was a kid in the '90s, like every not every film, a lot of films, 
like it was all the parents getting into danger. Like mm-hmm. I remember it happening in Hocus Pocus, and then like in the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger films, like all like the parents like fall under the spell or sure. whatever of Ivan Ooze, and they're gonna walk off some big like cliff. Sure. Um, it's like that's kind of freaky, but the um, the lyrics. I was curious because like my other one, uh, someone broke down what like all of it meant. And it makes a lot of sense. Like it's super on the nose, but the way they did it's creative because it's who they are. Yes. Um, the uh, spell for this one when they start singing, they sing that like, I put a spell on you, yes. and then at the end there's this like big build up, and they say, uh, "I'll say into pie alpha maybe uh, up and die." And I looked it up. That means goddamn thing. That means <laughs> it means jack shit. Is what it means. I looked it up, and like Quora was like, "We think it's Greek." No, it might be Latin. And then like people who speak. Greek and Latin, they're like, like no, 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 it's just a made up language. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It just, just sounded, gibberish, yeah, yeah, just sounded, sounded cool. So That's that was fair. that was a little depressing. So, but my next pick, what I get, well, I'm get glad because you just said it fucking out loud, word for word. So I'm glad it's not a real spell that works because you'd be dancing off this podcast, dude. If I, yeah, I, I would look out the window, there'd be one person dancing death, and then another person whipping themselves, going, "Are you mad, God? I'm sorry." But yeah, hocus pocus. I, I, you, you would think I mean, more... it's in the name for fuck's sake. It's got to be on here. I mean, they're they're who I thought of when like I right. thought of like this episode, like the Sanderson. Yeah, and well. and so I, I uh, have I have seen almost no um, what would be basically considered YA stuff. I didn't grow up that way, so I missed a lot of it, and I'm catching up on it now. It's fun for me, actually. Like I'm I'm there with Jenny, like watching Pixar shit. Like like wow, this is good. I can't believe I missed all this when I was young, and then. Um, Hocus Pocus is something that I hadn't seen. I actually, the first time I saw it was with you guys, mm-hmm. uh, like last, like last year. year. Yeah, so I was new to it, but I got so like enthused that I, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out because I downloaded that amazing book. It's one of the best behind the scenes books on like, I mean, I would call this horror adjacent, like YA horror, right? Yeah. But it's called um, Hocus Pocus and Focus. The Thinking Fan's Guide to Hocus Pocus. It's just an amazing book. And like once I had read it, I was so sold on this. I was like, they, the people who made this movie, just, their hearts were so in it. Like, like I'm, I'm all for it. I want to have him on the show. Yeah, well, let's find this dude and, find, and get him on here. Um, all right. So my next choice is the biggest name on my list. This might be a little controversial with you. Um, but I'm going to try to sell you on it. Okay. Proceed. Okay. Um, My next choice is The Exorcist, and it's the actual exorcism. So I'm convinced that an exorcism is just a Catholic spell. Right, like, like I could, yeah. Like I just, I just think no, I exorcisms are spells. Like I just think it's you know, like just. I mean, you're chanting stuff and doing stuff, and then things are, you're trying to make things happen or undo things that have happened. Like whatever, I feel like that's a spell. So I couldn't because so first of all, The Exorcist is the mainstream movie that has scared me the most in my life and the most consistently. Right, it's still the one that I don't want to tangle with at three in the morning. You had that when book. I'm by myself. I, yeah, the book with the terrifying Regan picture on the cover. Yeah. That's no good. Um, <laughs> that's no good. That's no good. But it's the most convincing. It's the most convincing portrayal of spellcasting in movies that I've seen. Like I feel like I was in that room with them when they were doing that exorcism. I feel like that happened. I feel like those are real people. I feel like I could visit Damien Karras' grave. Like I think all those things are are you know like they just feel like they they happen right so yeah. that that part of it is that but also the fact that I think just like with the Harry Potter things one of the great traditions in the spell spell casting um, 
through the centuries is like the duel. <laughs> right? Yeah. And this is the only dual one that I have on my list where the other ones are you're casting a spell and there's basically no opposition to it or the person who's casting it is bouncing back at them or like whatever the case may be. Yeah. But in this case, you know, it's, 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 you know, they're dueling with a demon. They're trying to use the best spell. And that always kind of blew my mind that you're dealing with the highest ranking demon and you're just two humans and all you are is armed with words and faith but you're on even playing field if you get it right and if you have strong faith or right, real faith like whatever so i all of that and then just that incredible moment where he inhabits the priest's body and goes out the window mm-hmm. because that's the other one of the other things about spells that that if you if you read any like when you're reading books on spells one of the things that you don't really notice that that much is that um is that there's there's such a um tactile um uh real side to spell casting like spells are usually made out of the dirtiest dirtiest lowest thing mm-hmm. right like spells aren't like get a gold bar and then throw throw it into a rainbow and do it yeah, it's, it's like, like a, it's like dig up some fingernails get a get an unbaptized baby blood get a little, little like, rope. get a little dirt a little like you Probably. know like grave dirt and like yeah it's always like the lowest things right so um, I, this one just has like that higher notch of there's like an elegance to this one. So that's I, I don't know if it counts as a spell, but I'm, I'm doing it. <clears throat> I think that makes sense. The the way so like for part of the my criteria was I would try to and I don't know why because I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, I've never done D and D. I never had a D and D session. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would imagine whatever that spell is in the world of Dunge- Dungeons and Dragons. So like. If you have, if we had a character and like we run into a demon, and say you're like a uh, cleric, is that that's like the their version? Sure, of there's like all kinds of different. Thing. You would, I'm assuming, at some point or somewhere in the rule book, there would be like I cast or I perform exorcism, and like only the magical people could do it, and they would have to say like a spell. Yeah, I don't remember that, but I'm sure that's how it is because that's how it have to be. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, like I was coming up with that shit in my head and i was like if it makes sense <laughs> then i'll allow it <laughs> like i can see it happening you know? fair enough okay fair all enough. i know is that i do want to try D at some point in time and i saw there's a character called a chronomancer where they control time and i think that's awesome that's a great word dude. isn't that cool i'm down all right all right my biggest choice yes <clears throat> almost didn't even make the list yes there's a world in which i wouldn't have said this and i wouldn't have i would have disqualified it that's true i want to see if you I'm going to see your face when I say this. Okay. Ursula. Oh, Little Mermaid. Shit. The Sea Witch. I don't remember any spells, but then again, like, that's, so that's, I don't think I've seen it. So she does a spell during Poor Unfortunate Souls. And I forgot. I knew she had, like, I have it written down. I'll get to that here in a second. But I was like, is it a spell or is it because she, because Ariel also signs the contract. Okay. And I was like, is it more of like a contractual thing? Mm-hmm. Where like if I set my soul with the devil, I don't do anything. But mm-hmm. Ursula does in fact cast a spell to obtain Ariel's voice, and I will count it. Oh, and fair. Okay. This someone went through, and the, so my last pick, Hocus Pocus, didn't mean jack shit. Right. This next one means something. Okay. It means something, and that's it's good. super on the nose, especially I'm like that's not all gibberish language. No, 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 no. So here's here's the spell here. And I'm going to botch a lot of it. It's all good. Beluga, Saruga, come winds of the Caspian Sea. Laren, Lax, Larynx, Galactus, something, no. Uh, Max Laryngitis, La Voice to Me. <laughs> See? 
<laughs> so you can sort of see max laryngitis fucking <laughs> that is hilarious but someone someone just broke it down so like you know larynx is the part of the respiratory tract between the blah 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 and the Blue trachea a fucking whale yeah it's so like some other person was like maybe she just like why is she singing about cat the first part was why right. is she singing about caviar <laughs> right um galactus I think I said that right. Uh, as the condition in which the tongue is swollen or changes color, okay. often making the surface of the tongue appear smooth, um, even though Ariel's tongue doesn't do any of that. Right. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. And then max laryngitis, we all we all get that. And then uh, give the voice to me is give the voice give the voice to me. It just it's it's something that's like it's I put it on the list because I've heard that song a thousand times. And it's the most hilarious smell on your list. That's what I thought. In <laughs> fact, I remember the first time like I like it, like it clicked to me that this is all about like her throat, like Max Laryngitis, mm-hmm. was when we were on the Little Mermaid ride at uh, California Adventure. Right. I was like, oh shit, I get that. All, that all makes sense. That this is all about Ariel's it's all voice. About her voice getting taken away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fair. I, it, it's funny too because um, the the fact that they went. How I mean, one of the things that I love about movies is when you can sense from afar that the the fun the the people making it had. Yeah, that was one of the great things about meeting Garen. Like when you, uh, Garen Sparks, that guy in our in our horror community who works on a lot of horror movies. He, you, you there's so much fun behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. And the fun they must have had coming up with that spell must right? have been hilarious. Sitting in a room and just throwing like words like well, at, like what's to... great is when she does the spell. You know, she's just singing and, going, and like it's like mm-hmm. this big like dun 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 dun. When they do the actual spell, it's all organ. So it's like dun 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 dun, awesome. dun and like it, it it's just it gets real demonic when she does it. So even when she casts the spell, it sounds awesome. It sounds great. You get that tales from the crypt like scary organ kind of kind of vibe and tales from the crypt is back and it's gonna dude. All right. Listen, it, it it they gotta figure out the rights, but what is back is creep show next week. That's right. Fucking A, I can't wait. But <laughs> that's right. anyways, I thought I thought ending it with the sea witch. Wait, herself, is that your last pick? That was my last pick. Oh shit. That was my last How pick. How did this happen? Well, technically it's my last pick because I got my honorable Okay, well, I know because you had five, right? Yeah, you just you had five, and I have, well, I have four because I was Hocus Pocus, Harry Potter, Little Mermaid, The Craft. Oh, okay. I well, yeah, I have okay. Here we go. Let's do this. All right, it up. Go, here go, we go. go. Let's do this. All right. So my next choice is my next. Jo- I lost my voice. No. All right. So I didn't. Uh, I didn't sing it. But it is an amazing relatively recent horror film that has shares a lot of DNA with hereditary. Um, and there is a very specific spell in Piwacket. Um, and I went with Piwacket instead of dark song or some of the other ones I could have picked that, that kind of equally impacted me just because what I loved about what happens with Piwacket is she the there's a there's a girl who casts a spell because she wants her mother dead and her mother has been like ruining her life uh, she's had teenage angst she overreacts you know how, like that moment when you're fighting with your parents and you're like i wish you were dead like you like she but she actually acts on it and does a spell but then she immediately regrets it right but she got the spell from this book on the occult and what happens is she starts to bond with her mom and regret it but bad things start to happen and she realizes that she's opened Pandora's box and Piwacket is out and Piwacket is not to be messed with right so bad things start to happen and she calls the guy who wrote the book and he tells her the most amazing thing 
about black magic that I feel like it just felt so true when he said it, right? Is she called him and she was like, black magic, and he's like, the black magic started with you. That means it has to end with you, right? And and it's she, she goes, don't trust your lying eyes because Piwacket is a shapeshifter. So no matter what you do, don't trust what you're seeing. You got to do the exact same ritual in the exact same place, but in reverse. But Piwak is going to try to stop you and distract you and all that stuff. And she's doing it. And all this real world stuff is happening. Like her boyfriend's, you know, showing up and being like, you know, I'm here to help. And she's like, maybe you're not my boyfriend. And her mom's like calling from the house, but then all of a sudden calling from behind her. Right. So like all this creepy stuff starts to happen. But it's the fact that the casting the spell, because it's left really open at the end, whether it really worked or whether it was in her head, which, which is the way a lot of the, the great you know horror movies go, right? But Because there's a real-world explanation that could have just really happened, and then there's the other one. But if the real-world explanation is the, the, what actually happened, if that's your interpretation of the film, then the casting of the spell is the thing that laid the seeds of paranoia that made everything go sideways, right? So the spell worked for real, and then... Also might have worked as magic, but wow. but the intention of the spell worked real world just because she did it, right? So because it had the, the one-two punch of it made her paranoid enough to bring about the end the spell was supposed to do, but maybe she just brought it about herself without the spell's help, right? Or maybe the spell actually did it. Maybe Piwacket exists, maybe Piwacket doesn't. And that because it had that like delicious kind of like, you know, dichotomy, I was like, this has got to be on here compared to my rest. Why didn't you just say that? I would have watched the film <laughs> so, so much sooner. If well, you that's, just said that. that's why, uh, uh, on a, unlike our normal policy, I've avoided all spoilers while talking about it because I was, I was like, I, you should watch it. All right. So that's that. How do you want to do this? Because I have one more. Do you want to just do honorable mention? Your honorable mention? No, because I'm going to tie it in. I'm going to tie it into my crystal it, okay. ball to the predictions. predictions. Okay. All right, so I want to. I do have an honorable mention. I'll just throw it in real quick cool. because because I think I think it's amazing. Um, and I, I, it's a kick that you you and Alex got me on that I am down full down the rabbit hole on this right because I am now obsessed with I can't even say their name but Studio Ghibli or Ghibli. Or whatever, oh yeah yeah. yeah. Right? So Castle in the Sky is um, one of. Uh, one of his one of their first films and th- this is going to sound a little quaint now but i actually found it kind of touching when i when i was thinking about it there's this amazing moment in castle in the sky when these two characters fight back and they cast a joint spell and it destroys the floating sky castle but what's amazing this is creepy there's a literally cat coming in the room while we're recording this <laughs> podcast. But what's amazing is, this is the part, is this spell actually creeped into the real world with real world effects, right? Which I love. So so what, what's cool about this is there's this legendary moment when it looks like all hope is lost and these two kids like Stranger Things style combine their forces and cast the spell and they say it in just one word and they say it. And when they, as soon as they say it, all hell breaks loose on the screen, right? So in Japanese culture, this movie became so beloved that Japan literally shows this movie once a year nationwide. So it's annual. It's like it's it's a wonderful life for us, right? Like you're gonna see this. So when they showed it, it turned out that tons of the people watching it wanted to time it so they would tweet 
the spell word at the exact same time that the person on the screen said it. So it got so popular that in 2011, Twitter reports that the new record for the number of tweets in a single second happened on August 2nd at 1021 Eastern time, or more relevantly at 1121 Japanese Standard Time. The impetus for a record, the airing of Castle in the Sky, where everyone tweeted the spell word at exact same time while they were broadcasting it. And it was the most tweets per second Twitter had ever seen up to that point. So the fact that it would meant so much to the people watching it that they just went along with it and did it is like was like whatever. I the spell in the movie is a little underwhelming to me, so it couldn't be the final one on my list. But like I love that it was like real world, you know, effects now. Um, That's fun. It's, I love su- shit like it's that. super fun. All right. So I got a really weird one for my last one. I'm just, this is just like personal to me because I love this so much. Um, Ninth Gate is a very hit or miss movie. Uh, Johnny Depp, uh, Frank Langella. And um, it's about a guy who's hunting down a book of spells and rituals and secrets supposedly authored by the devil himself. And if you get it just right, it lets you live immortally with lots of powers. You never die. You go through the ninth gate, right? So what's amazing about this is, and I don't want to go too much into this because I think we've actually talked about this on the podcast before, but I couldn't leave this out in terms of spells because there's a couple things happening here. So first of all, Frank Langella is one of the greatest actors to ever be in the horror genre. He was an amazing Dracula that no one ever realized that he played, but he was incredible at it. And he's just an incredible actor. He's an incredibly interesting guy. Like his memoir is one of the best Hollywood memoirs I've ever read. Um, and he's playing this evil spellcaster. But what's really great about this is he decides he's got all the nine pieces of the spell. You got to get them all together. The whole it's taking the whole movie to get them together. He gets the nine pieces together, and he's doing the spell. And Johnny Depp is trapped in the room with him and he can't fight back. And this guy is casting the spell. And he once he casts it, he's like, oh, I'm all powerful. Look at me, I'm all powerful. He starts sticking his hands into flames, no burns, no pain. He's like, I'm all powerful. And then he goes, look, I can stick my hands into fire. And Johnny Depp just looks at him and goes, oh, that's great, give me another. <laughs> like, like he doesn't believe him. And he looks at him like so pissed. He's like, you don't understand. I've cast the ninth gate spell. I'm like... I'm second in command of Satan. Don't mock me. And he pours a can of gasoline over himself and lights himself up. And he's just laughing. He's just laughing. He's like, ha, ha. And then all of a sudden, no spell power anymore. The devil revokes it. He had it. But then he, the devil takes it away. And he's just a human on fire. And it's the, the, the transition from him being all powerful to just this pitiful guy on fire, like whatever. And he's so agonized. He's writhing around on the floor and Johnny Depp just puts him out of the misery, shoots him in the head and that's it. And then Johnny Depp gets the spell right and goes on to become like, go through the ninth gate and do like whatever. So there's a, there's the, the complexity of the spell, the amazingness of the books, the incredible acting that Frank Langella does. But I've never seen a spell scene where there's a guy doing a spell where there's a person doing a spell and there's another person 
heckling it. It was basically, he's like the stand-up comedian of spells. And Johnny Depp's basically the heckler in the audience. And while he's trying to do the spell, he's being heckled. And I've never seen kind of like that construct for spells in a movie before. So I was like, this is just so cool. It's got to be on here somewhere. So that's that's my... He's a great uh, actor, too. Yeah, there. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of talent involved there. But like, I just, I thought it was... It was, it's not the greatest movie ever. It's a, it's a sentimental favorite of mine for some reasons, but it's, you know, it's, it's not a great movie. But the, when the, the, from the sequence at the end when the spells are breaking out to the, when the credits roll, it's a really, really great. That movie goes on a really great roll. So that's, that's that. That's a good amount of spells. Yes. I feel like we got a lot covered. We got, a, we got an exorcism in there. Agreed. So we can fight the devil. We got our Patronus to help us out. Yes. And oh, then- and I forgot my other honorable mention, sorry, was Angel Heart. Because mm-hmm. the Angel Heart spell is super unique because in Angel Heart, spoiler, if you haven't seen it, and you, if you haven't seen it, you, you have made a huge mistake because it's an amazing movie. But um, the, the, the spell in that is really interesting. It's actually, it actually should have been number one on my list. I don't know why I made an honorable mention, but what's really cool about Angel Heart is Remember, he casts a spell. He cuts the heart out of an innocent person and re- puts his self in that person's place. He's basically sheltering inside another person to hide from the devil. He sold his soul to the devil. He knows the devil's going to come calling for him, and he's trying to trick him. So he's basically soul swaps. And the devil is theoretically hunting for this guy to make the to make it right, to collect the soul and balance it. And... Um, it turns out that the devil's known the whole time that he did this. And this guy has no memories of doing the ritual. He's become a private detective. So the devil hires him to find himself, which is the ultimate fuck you <laughs> at the end of like, with, you think you got away with tricking the devil, like with this, with this spell. He's he, not only does he know you do it, did it. Not only does he know your address, but he comes to your address. And instead of being like, collect your soul, he comes to your address and like, there's this guy I'm looking for. You may know him, <laughs> like, and then sends you on this incredible journey to, to find yourself. It's like your boss telling you, you got to work on Saturday. <laughs> it sucks. It totally <laughs> sucks. So it's an it's also an amazing spell, but it's a huge backfire. So maybe that's why I wasn't on it. All right, what you got? Okay, so mm-hmm. now we got all our spells out of the way. Yes. Now we got to dust off the crystal ball and look. Now we got to make some stuff happen. Now we got to mm-hmm. make some shit happen. So now that we got some spells, mm-hmm. all right, we got some weird con. We got some, you know, some weird energy in the air. We got some cats. We got to predict cats opening doors. Cat did open the door. If you heard, a, <laughs> if you were listening to this and you heard a creaky door in the background, that, that was, was Gatsby. That's right. Who came back from the vet today? Uh, all signs are good. So he's a healthy cat. Right on coming back from the grave today. Oh Jesus, Pet that would cemetery. be that would be scary because I've never owned a cat. So like some <laughs> zombie cats, like you're my owner. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Okay, so okay. we predicted the witches. We predicted some military horror. Yes, I got a few predictions here. Okay, I really feel like, and uh, this is I'm going back to my uh, my Patronus optimism. Yes. I have a feeling that we are going to get, and I'm going to get specific here. I don't want to be broad, but I have a feeling we're going to get a lot more creature features, like old school uh, creature features. Okay. And I think we've been teased with the Annabelle universe, Scarecrow, some other creatures, mm-hmm. a little bit. And, and all the creatures in it? Everything. Right. I feel like we're going to get some really solid, like kick-ass old school creature features. I don't know where they're going to be released, but here's where I'm going to get... Very specific and make a big statement. Okay. I have a feeling that there will be a new 
across the board, we all agree, horror icon within the next three years. Oh wow! So it's coming soon. I'm talking. I'm talking like I still think you're talking like at what level? What's the last icon? Is it Sam? I always think Sam. Okay. I always think Sam. And I, I think if you're drawing a mural of all the horror icons, I think the new Pennywise is probably the newest icon. I because he's totally recognizable. He's completely iconic. I agree. Kind of I agree. But I know it's a little bit of cheat because there was a Pennywise. But I mean, he's either like, way. He's totally it's, sort, it's, sort, it's sort of like when you see one. Like people usually like. When they draw Frankenstein, like the monster, mm-hmm. it's usually Karloff. Yes. But sometimes they'll have Karloff, and it's sometimes Lee from the Hammer. Like, sometimes they do both. Almost never, but yeah, right. But I feel like if they did Pennywise, they would, you'd see Curry and Skarsgård. Yeah, I think, actually, I, I think the people who designed the new Pennywise were really clever. They were like... We want to be able to represent this in just a few brushstrokes because all you really need now is like that U-shaped, evil U-shaped thing and eyes, and then yeah. you know it's him, right? So, which is pretty slick. But anyway, you're, you're he is he is really recognizable. Yes, but I feel like there's gonna be something. I'm thinking like there's something brand new, like mm-hmm. a new like alien, like a new xenomorph, something like that, something so big, yes, and unanimous that everyone's like, whoa, what's that? And I'm surprised there hasn't been one already with how much like. Uh, streaming horror films there's been all the stuff that Shudder's done the, you know it's harder to make a horror icon than than they would think I think they thought they were doing it with like Terrifier and they thought they were doing it with some other movies and it just doesn't catch but, on but to they've like done a it, huge level but they've done it in action so yes, like they have so John Wick is like the new name in action like totally when you talk about the greatest action films of all time you're gonna have you know like the Terminator you're gonna have all the people Stallone's done all the all the uh the John yep. McClane's but now there's John Wick and I feel like horror is gonna have their next big name household creature name in the next three years so I I think that you're right I hope that you're right and and to support your to support your theory, there's been a real groundswell of support for um, Mallory O'Meara, who's the author of The Lady from the mm-hmm. Black Lagoon. She really kind of resurrected that whole story of the the woman who really designed the creature from the Black Lagoon and kind of like the story of how that happened because uh, it wasn't Jack Pierce. Uh, you know, and that was the thing that they kind of like w- wanted to get out. And because that got so much attention, I mean, I, it got a lot of attention and mm. between that and shape of the water, shape of water, like really scoring, um, with critics, I think that that will push the horror genre to attempt those kind of things more. So I, I agree with you. I think that's definitely something that's coming down the, down the river, down the lagoon. I think down the lagoon. <laughs> I, th- I think down the, the, the lagoon is, is correct. I'm messaging all the people. All the people from the Facebook group are like, "Is there a live today? Oh, yeah, yeah, You're well, listening to this episode, yeah. and it's not Thursday. I mean, it is Thursday. It's one. The live. You realize it didn't happen, but two, we have something cool coming up. That we do have something cool. We got to work on that's that's making the postponing the live for a minute. All right, that's a good prediction. My prediction. I I didn't. I had more spells and not as many predictions, so I don't have. I don't have a, a real specific one to contribute here. My my main one that I hope comes true and I feel in my gut is going to come true. This is going to be kind of nebulous, but what I'm thinking is I lived through a, um, a boom time for horror fiction. 
right? I mm-hmm. was there for the height of Clive Barker, the tail end of Stephen King's first real great arc. And then all these great writers, the Ramsey Campbells and the, you know, the Poppy C. Brights and the Lisa Tuttles and all these, all these writers that have sort of been resurrected now with the whole paperbacks from hell, you know, series and concept, which is tremendous by the way. Um, so you know, there, there was this boom time literally, you know, you couldn't, turn around before another horror masterpiece like an Elm Street 3 or something dropped for this certain time of, of horror, right? Now, I know on this podcast we argue that there's, you know, horror didn't end in the 80s, and there's a lot of great eras of horror, a lot of great yeah. different things that happen in horror, whatever. But I really feel like from 2016 to now has been the second most interesting time in horror of my lifetime. Um, it's way better than like mid to late nineties. Right. And there was a really good moment there with like the ring and descent and 28 days later and some, some great films that were coming out early two thousands, but it didn't sustain. And I feel like this one feels more sustained. And the reason I'm bringing this up was there's a lot of stuff that happened back then to sort of like haphazardly document that it was a great era for horror. You know, yeah. Fangoria got really popular and, you know, a lot of, a lot of those things happened, but, and famous monsters of Filmland, And there, then you had the monster kids, right? And it, there hasn't been, everyone talks about the monster kids, but there hasn't been a unified block of horror fans since then. Right. There's, there hasn't been anything to rally around, right? Not, not a unified thing. I think we're way better equipped now to document things like oral histories, video essays, those kind of things than they were then. They didn't even know how to do that then. You yeah. wrote an article in Fangoria, but it was out two months after whatever you were writing, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. So you can document things in real time. And you start to get hints of that with things like Room 237 and documentaries where they really kind of break down movies like extensively. But the old model was you you'd see a great era of horror it would last three four five six years and then 10 15 years later you'd get some really great writing about it i feel like the great writing about this era of horror is going to come much faster as in like next year mm-hmm. <laughs> right so what i'm looking for is i'm looking for some great i'm looking for horror fans to rally around the fact that this is a great period for horror this is a great era for horror uh, except for the people in our group, apparently. Everyone in horror is having a great time, but our group people who are messaging Nick nonstop right now. So that, so that is that, like, that's what, I, that, I mean, I'm predicting that there's going to be, the great era of horror is going to continue a little bit, but also it's going to get documented with documentaries, uh, articles, books, in a much quicker, more interesting way than, than, than we've ever seen before. And I'm excited to see what comes out of it. It's funny you say that because one of my predictions was we're going to have a drought. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, because it's right now, right now, here's mm-hmm. the thing. I almost kind of encourage just one year of bad horror. Take a break. Just a break. Take, take a break. Take a break. Because, because people will talk about there's no good horror. Right. I want to just slightly starve <laughs> the group. For just a year. Just, just, just one year of... We'll show you. Remember Vampire Brooklyn? We'll show you what bad yeah, horror... Yeah, just like whatever whatever that one year is, like 2002, whatever that one year is that we right. always talk about that was just 95 terrible. was the war. 95. 
We just need. I think we need one of them because you know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say it for two, you're right. From 2016 up until now, it's been it's been almost too good. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, that's the thing is, I, it hasn't been too good because, to me anyway, and I don't want to get too deep Ooh, and philosophical oh. about this, but it's because of this year. This year feels like a fail. This year feels like the drought to me. I did not like Midsummer. I didn't like us. Like it's not like they're okay, but it's not the the greatness of what what the 2016 to 18 run to me felt really really strong and even it like the the seek chapter two didn't feel as good as chapter one like i don't know it's just i don't know you might we might be in the drought and not knowing mm. it that you're that you're talking about i'm not sure yet but. no i don't know I, I disagree because one i haven't seen it part chapter two fair we had ready or not and I think that's a, I think that's a sledgehammer of a that's film. A, it's a bonbon. It's nothing. It's, it's fun. It's not. Oh, oh, it's fun, but it's oh. not. It's fun. No, it's here's, it's here's, fun, here's, but no, here's, one, no, 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 no one is going to get into I horror. Even, no one's going to be like, I'm going to become a horror director. No 16 year old walked in to see Ready or Not and walked out and was like, that changed my life. This is what I want to do. I want to make those. Sweeping generalization. Those you don't know that. I. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. Next week. Mm-hmm. We get creep show. Yes, that's true. And I think that is strong enough. I don't because it's it's a remake of a, of existing profit property. It's always the new things that jumpstart like true greatness. Hereditary was was something where you felt like, wow, that's a new way to do. I don't it. think that's it's been as. It. I still think though, like because we also had another mm-hmm. season of Sabrina, like back to back both years. Okay. I feel like I feel You're like not helping your cause right now. Oh, you're not no, 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 I love Sabrina, but that, again, that's what I'm saying is th- those things are not horror. Horror needs something to anchor it in the center that's like real horror, and then the things that are peripheral to to the horror field, they can be great too, and no, then it all kind no, of feeds no. off itself. But horrors never it never worked that way. When Stephen King dropped Carrie and changed the face of horror, when he came out with Carrie, Salem's Lot, The Shining. Like Christine, Pet Cemetery, it like all in a row, that he anchored horror and everything else. There were a lot of cash grabs when when John Carpenter anchored horror with like Halloween seventy eight. He anchored it with something that was new, like let's make holiday movies. I know it wasn't exactly new, but it was new the way he did it. And then and then a lot of other things flowed out of that. There was no great era of horror where people were like. You know what? Let's let's make a you know let, let's remake you know fucking you know I mean like you can't you can't jumpstart a great era of horror with like let's reboot Creepshow. I mean that's gonna be really good probably, but I don't know. It's a remake. We we, we remade Halloween and that's gonna go. In yeah, yeah, with that's group. that's fine. But it, that, no, I don't. I still contend nobody walked into Halloween 2018 and walked out being like. You know, this is what I want to do with my the life. Only way, Those movies don't feel like that. Hereditary felt like that. The Witch felt like that. Yes, but they're all. But I think I think 2016. I think this year counts. Like you mentioned, the the run that Stephen King had. Well, how many years was that over? Two, three I mean, years. It was pretty fast. But. Yeah, and so I think that block of time probably is the same amount of time that would fit 2019 into that realm. Yeah, mathematically, but I don't think 2019 doesn't feel great to me right I now. I think but. I think Creepshow is going to make it. I. I it's gonna make a difference. I I feel like it is, right, and, and and also well, that's we, your prediction. Look, you're making I'm a predicting prediction. it. I predict it's gonna be so good because listen, 
the best thing that I've watched. I didn't say it was going to be bad. The best thing that I watch right now on TV is BattleBots, right? Right. So I, and I didn't, I didn't ever expect to get into BattleBots. That's true. And so with, well, no, I'm expecting Creepshow to be great. So anyways, I think Creepshow, Dr. Sleep is going to have something to say. And t- t- I haven't seen the Tigers Are Not Afraid. They're all just continuations of other stuff. Now, Tigers Are Not Afraid, that's a valid case. But the problem is, is that's, and that's going to be the problem with a lot of art house A24 horror is that it's too fringe to anchor a large audience. That was the magic of Stephen King is that he had kind of like a really, he had a surrealist bent where he was bringing some art house. Like, I mean, look at the leper in it. Like that thing looked like Picasso made that. Like he could write some strange stuff, but he also brought in a really mainstream audience by talking like regular people would talk, right? Nobody goes to hereditary and goes, wow, that's the life I live. Like, I feel like those people, <laughs> you know, what's funny though. I, I, your argument that is the continuation of something else. I don't think that takes away from its greatness. Cause look, we had child's play. I don't think it takes away from its greatness either, but I think it means that it can't anchor like an era of horror. All it is is adding new good stuff to a pie. But I think it, I think it extends. So I think here's how I think. I think 2017 was an appetizer. 2018 was the main course. I think 2016 was the kickoff of greatness. And then I no, think, that's when you go into the restaurant. You smell. Oh, they must make their bread in house. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and you might be right. I mean, honestly, I, I and again, here's another thing. And we I caution this all the time with with uh, all the arguments that happen in our horror community and the other ones I participate in or whatever. You know, I've changed my mind on movies so many times in my life and books and anything artistic. Like any anyone who takes anything like this seriously, like as you grow and mature or as you discover certain things, like you you or you find certain things and things. Like watching Night of the Living Dead now is different than watching Night of the Living Dead was when I was 15. Like I was I mean, it's not the same movie. You're right. And that's it's a, the same movie, but it's, I'm a different person. And to be fair, that's a two-way street <laughs> because my my last thing that I would I would argue for 2019 yes. Is that 2019 has produced more instant Halloween classics, and I think that has some weight to it. So I know Child's Play like scary be stories. And Child's Play, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. This is I'm telling you, man. This is not this. We're this was this was the worst. This was the weakest year of of any full year we've done this podcast. So we'll do the, we got to after this at some point in time, we'll do the, I remember when we did carpenter, we were doing the directors. We stack them. We did, we did pound for pound. I, we can do a pound for pound segment. Here's what, here's what I'll do. I I will, I'll predict this. I'll predict Mm -hmm. that you're right by a hair. Well, no, see, here's the thing is, and this, and, and we can be done with this because I, because you're right. It probably deserves a different segment as a separate thing. Cause it's, this is a fun topic. But what I'm telling you is it, it doesn't matter how many, how many throw another one on the fire? <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't matter how many things you find to throw on the fire to keep the the to, to fuel the fire so that your 2019 fire is bigger than the 2018 fire. It doesn't matter to me because the thing is, the great things in 2016, 17, 18, the things that were the things that really impacted me. And again, some of this is personal, right? Like, uh, like I some things really resonated with me with it that didn't with a lot of the horror fans. Like, I don't hear anyone talking about Castle Rock, but I love Castle Rock, right? But when you look at Stranger Things, Castle Rock, these things are new things that came out of nowhere and were really, really exciting, at least to me, right? And this year, it seemed like all the things that came out either were really lightweight and fun and good, like Ready or Not, or they were redos of things like Creepshow or Scary Stories of things that already existed, right? 
And and there was no in between. And what would have made it great is so. Uh, let me let me reverse engineer the argument. Blair Witch changed horror. There's no doubt about it. I know a lot of you out there listening hate Blair Witch Project, but the original Blair Witch Project changed horror. Anyone who could drop $64,000 and make like $100 million is going to change whatever field they're in. It doesn't matter what it is. Like you could be in any field, right? You, if you can invest $64,000 and get $50 million back, you're going to change whatever profession you're in, right? So it came out and it changed horror, but no one had ever seen anything like it, ever. It was unprecedented. So point to me, what happened in 2019 that like shook up the the boring you know boxes everyone puts things in? Unfortunately, I haven't. It seen would it. have been us, but uh, it that, wasn't. It would have been Alex, Midsummer, but, Alex, but it wasn't. But Alex would Alex would argue she she like she actually liked us. It's so weird. I haven't seen it. I don't know. <laughs> that is really weird. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like I just and Get Out did. But to me, us didn't. So like that, and again, it's all personal. Like you might be out there listening and being like, no, that's totally the opposite. I loved us and I hate to get out. And more power to you. This is this is our podcast. So let's, this is how I feel about it. And the way I feel about it is, is this year is missing something. I'm not saying it's, this is not I 1995. See I see what you're saying. It's, it's just, not- it's just missed. Something was off. Like the art house stuff skewed in the, in the, it comes at night direction of yeah. art horror that became less, fun and likable um and then the 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 remake stuff really doubled down and did the thing but remember when stranger things came out it blew everyone's mind yeah. blew everyone's mind right now american horror stories dropping matter of fact it just aired yesterday i haven't caught it yet as we're it's, and the marketing for it is incredible i love the it concept behind this this season of it right but if even if it's amazing let's say that it's amazing it's going down a path that's already been blazed by other things. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is the trailblazers fell down in 2019. I'm not saying they weren't good. I'm just saying the trailblazers didn't blaze that's where I th- I think, any new trails. I think that's Ra- where, rant over. <laughs> that's where it would have, you'd have to go to pound for pound and then, then personal preference kicks in and just messes the whole thing up. That's fair. Okay. I'm just going to throw this. But give one. me another prediction. I'm going to throw this one out and then I'm going to do my last one and tie it in. Okay, cool. To my yes. spells. Uh, because of how good Scary Stories was, blazing its own trail. <laughs> blazing its own trail of being the next trick or treat. Wow, original. Okay, go ahead. No. No. <laughs> what? No. What? It's a Halloween fun atmosphere, fun, like, right? Like, what the fuck? But it came, it was before, so if anything, trick or treat. No, I'm not doing that. No, trick or treat is original. That's my point. But the books were original. Yeah, then <laughs> you can't be original forever. <laughs> but the, but okay, the if you remake of, Hamlet now, it's not original. What's the point of originality? Okay, it right. means nothing. Okay, anyways, I, I anyway, yes. Prediction: There's gonna be more PG-13 horror. Yes, uh, good PG-13 horror. That I can buy. quality PG-13 that can, horror. That I can certainly buy. Because scary stories, we were terrified. Like yeah. when the jangly man or whatever came out, yep. I did not like it. Yeah, I've never really understood the difference between these things because I just, it feels like a failure of imagination to me. Like I can still get unnerved by like the invisible man, right? Like I know it's yeah, the, yeah. it's 42 and like whatever, but Claude Rains is a thousand percent committed. He's one of the greatest actors alive. And his he sounds like someone whose brain is broken. He sounds like if you shook his head, it would just be like pottery and glass. Yeah, and, it comes out that accent. <laughs> right, exactly. And then that intensity of like like whatever is just it like it's still unnerving to me and i mean that's g rated right so like if that can happen to me from that like i i don't care what is rated what i care is that the people who made it 
have the intention to do the absolute best thing they can do and that they stay a little dangerous. You can be a little dangerous without having to have like X-rated. Like, also, you know. I think fashion cycles through, cycles back around like every 20 years or something like mm-hmm. that. And 20 years ago, we had a really scary PG-13 film, uh, The Ring, not The Ring. Yeah, The Ring. Okay. I didn't even know that was PG. That's crazy. No, PG-13. I know. I didn't even know that was PG-13. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure it's PG-13. Hold on, wait. I'm I'm sure it was. Ring. It feels like it was. The Ring. Hold on. And I would buy that. I mean, it's it's the guy who did Pirates of the Caribbean, for God's sakes. It's got to be PG-13. Hold on. Let me double check here. I'm doing my notes. It was either that one or The Ring, because it was like, it was one that comes up in the arguments. Oh, come on. The Ring. (laughs) Rating. It was what? 2002? 2001? It was really... Just put the PG thirteen two thousand two. Yeah. yeah, of course it was. So there we go. Yeah, and it's terrifying. I think so. I think we need more of that. Okay. Uh, then my last I'm one. Not, okay. My last one is there hasn't been. I, this is gonna come back. Gothic horror. I think that scary I mean. haunted houses are gonna have a really great comeback. That would be so great. And here's why. There's so many movies now. Like, I never got around to The Perfectionist. Right. Because it didn't, like, you know, you saw Wait, it. The you Perfection? Know, the yeah, The Perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That one. It just, like, you know it's a horror film, but I never it's got around really to it. Mm-hmm. And, but there was something visually that didn't grab me. But I think I think there's going to be, like, a few horror films this year that are so gothic and so visually different. Like, Scary Stories did it because they did the Halloween thing that Trick or Treat did. Right. That was, like, I, I, I'm looking at it. I understand it. I think we're going to get, like, and Crimson peak was probably the last one that i think attempted to even the nun was the last one that really tried to do the atmosphere but but and that was why i'm agreeing i totally agree with your prediction because if anyone in the business was paying attention there were so many people who worked so hard to make the nun enjoyable for themselves (laughs) even though it's a bad movie because they just were like i never get that hammer European exotic gothic atmosphere anymore. Yeah. And like Woman in Black gave it gave it that's a little bit. As a matter of fact, one of my Dark Wars always votes that I, like I always have arguments with people about is The Boy, which is yeah. a great movie and not great, but a pretty really good movie until the last 10 minutes. And it's got that same atmosphere. It's got right? that same and and there's a hunger for that and and it's barely getting fed. So anyone who's who can smartly nail that and give a and really stick the movie? Because Woman of Black was not Woman of Black, Nun, Crimson Peak are not. They're all just slightly off. Yeah, <laughs> right? there's nothing like super great about it. But let me tell you how we're gonna get. It. All right, this is where I'm digging so deep into this goddamn crystal ball right now. My head's my own head's gonna actually explode probably. By the way, we had a great future feature called Collateral. I just wanted to stick up for that movie for not uh, what was it called? What was the Anne Hathaway one? Oh, the Colossal. one. Colossal. That was a great movie. Our gothic film is going to come in the only way it needs to happen. Okay. With, I'm going to make a really strict prediction. Okay. All right? This is very specific. And I guarantee it's going to happen. Okay. All right? We're going to get our gothic horror by Guillermo del Toro finally making the Haunted Mansion for Disney+. Plus. Uh, Am I right? I can yes. totally see that. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's buying Disney+. Plus. They got they got I unlimited mean, money. I mean, he's a trailblazer, so like, if he did it, there would unlimited be a money. lot of followers. And I didn't put in, uh, I think it's Madame Leota's uh, seance, which is seance. If you have a seance, you're kind of technically doing a spell uh, in the middle of the Haunted Mansion ride. That's true. And I forgot what it was. And um, 
and I've read the books on the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. But for some reason, I just can't retain any of this stuff. So every time I read, I'm like, I've never known that. Um, but the book on which uh, on on the ride is open to pages uh, 1312 or 1313. Uh, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> uh, that she's reading from. And it's uh, dedicated, a spell to bring your eyes and ears, one who was bound in limbo. That's great. Doesn't that sound cool? Yeah, it so, sounds creepy, especially knowing that a whole bunch of people have spread their actual relatives' ashes there. It's pretty. The uh, fact that that's getting chanted there is a little. It's pretty, uh, pretty creepy. Goddamn disgusting. <laughs> but I, I I looked up the um the the chant and I only ever remember one line from it. So I just wanted to. It's serpents and spiders, tail of a rat. That's I always remember the tail of the rat. That's the thing I always hear. Call the spirits wherever they're at, and. Uh, that's just kind of it. I'm surprised it didn't have Eye of Newt. I've oh, who knows what else it has. <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to add the Haunted Mansion. No, dude, and I'm I'm rooting for Gothic Horror. As a matter of fact, it made me think of of movies like Something Wicked This Way Comes, which was just a great dark flourish movie written by Ray Bradbury, and then has the great Jonathan Price in it. Like you got some great um, movies that used to come out with some regularity and TV shows. Let's not forget. Like I feel like. Every podcast, including this one, kind of gives TV short shrift unless it's just focused on TV. Because there's a lot of great stuff happening on TV, almost as good as film. And, and we'll get some of that, too. Haunting a Hill House was pretty damn gothic. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> right, right. No, that totally existed. <laughs> that yeah, totally yeah, no. was a thing. So, but yeah, I love... Maybe that's I, why we need more. Yeah, I love that we've... I love we've put out some... Staked out some ground. We got some predictions hey, we're and now trembling. let us know what you want to see out of horror in the future um and what you think is coming what you want to to see uh more of uh and put it in review give us a five-star review we'd love that on itunes with your prediction and we'll visit it and see, who, see who's right that's, <laughs> that's, kind of fun. that's absolutely right well until next time stay scary and watch a ton of horror movies bye guys, bye guys. Bye guys.